hi, and hello, everyone. My name is Andrew Bullock, and you're listening to Drew's Views. Here are my views on Dark Star, a movie so bad and yet so important at the same time in regards to my third favorite film ever made. This is the start of my John Carpenter thon thing, and we are kicking off with his first feature, of which I am declaring one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Dark Star is a weird hot pot of different flavors of corny, weird, and downright cheesy. It's a super low budget and just gritty affair that looks like as if it were filmed as a school project rather than a feature-length movie. It definitely does not have that John Carpenter flair that I basically grew up loving, so I guess they all can't be winners here, folks. But I'm getting a bit too ahead of myself, so let's just head off into just the facts, and then a brand new segment that I'm calling The First 30 Minutes. I'll explain more on it later, so let's get to those facts. And we are back with just the facts. So, Dark Star was directed by John Carpenter, also produced by him as well too, and also written by him. And I believe he actually had a voice for one of the characters, or one of the robots. It, it's got like talking bombs that are in... Whew, God, this movie. Okay, but <laughs> it was also written by Dan O'Bannon. If you're not familiar with Dan O'Bannon, he is pretty much the creator of Alien. So the Alien franchise would not actually be part, not only because of, you know, Ridley Scott or anything like that, but Dan O'Bannon was the guy who wrote it and basically came up with the storyline regarding, you know, Alien. Rest in peace, because he sadly passed away back in 2009. But yeah, I mean, this guy has had so many contributions to so many cult classic films like Total Recall, Heavy Metal, The Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, and he wrote the screenplay for Alien which he adapted from a story, which he wrote with another dude. So, yeah, these two work together. These two legends of both sci-fi and horror cinema actually work together, and they grew up in college together. They both went to USC. This film stars Dan O'Brien, Dan O'Brien, Dan O'Bannon again, Brian Norell, Cal Cooney-Holm, and Dre Pakic. Music, of course, by John Carpenter with cinematography done by Douglas Knapp, edited by Dan O'Bannon. It was distributed by the Branston Distribution Company. I have no idea what that is, but the release date for this film, it released in Los Angeles on March 30th, 1974. But then for his full theatrical release, released in January 16th, 1975. That is just roughly, what, like two years? No, Alien came out in 1979, so about four years later, Alien would come out, but four years before, we got this shit show, formerly known as Dark Star. <laughs> Running time of 80 minutes, with a budget of 60,000 big ones. $60,000, that's, in, in today's world, that's like probably enough to buy, I don't know, catering for the entire cast and crew. But not enough to, you know, warrant any kind of film expenses. So it's very, very, very low budget. Very low budget type of film. <laughs> I mean, this was actually really wild to read as far as me, like, deep, dive, um, deep diving into the facts. I mean, as I mentioned before, John Carpenter and Dan O'Bannon uh, were both 
USC classmates. As a matter of fact, most of the cast and crew were USC students, or film students, rather. So, I mean, as far as taking a chance, as far as a school project is concerned, and as far as, like, it being out, you know, theatrically for the masses, that's actually kind of impressive. Even though the film itself was a doozy. But this is actually really wild to read because without this film and the collaborations between both of these, you know, two powerhouses of, you know, horror cinema, we wouldn't have got Halloween and Alien, arguably two of the greatest slasher films of all time. These dudes did this as a college project and were funded from USC for a starter fund of around six grand and then went right to work on the film. You can see the grittiness and raw footage in this. It's got a we are trying to make it in Hollywood type of vibe, vibe or feel of it. And you can sense the passion involved in such a shitty project. John Carpenter and Dan O'Bannon are destined for great things with each of their respected franchises later on in their careers. But this shit most definitely ain't that. It's definitely not that. Now with the facts out of the way, let's deep dive right into the first 30 minutes of this shit show. Alrighty, so the first 30 minutes. So this segment is basically me telling you all about, well, the first 30 minutes of this feature. Or any feature that I'm going to be basically reviewing in the near future. I thought about this while watching Mad Max Fury Road a couple of days ago. And based it on if I basically fall asleep, or am I wide awake, or absolutely enthralled with the feature in my honest-to-God opinion on its first 30 minutes. Now I'm going to explain, or at least make a very, very solid attempt to explain the first 30 minutes of this feature, so if this sounds at all confusing, I am really trying to explain this to the best of my ability. So anyway, far into the future, way off into the future, mankind is trying to colonize the far reaches of space. There's a ship called the Dark Star, <laughs> see, and its crew have been alone for the past 20 years out into the deep dark madness of space on a mission to destroy planets that they deem unstable to help colonize mankind's future endeavors now first off how in the fuck is this even logical like that's like leaving earth and saying oh wait fuck this planet named venus i don't like the cut of its jib well so we can't live there kaboom there it goes in the cosmic dust for no other reason whatsoever. <sighs> so, the Dark Star has been in space for like 20 years. And it's starting to break apart bit by bit. There's a radiation leak. There's you know, talking bombs are attempting to commit suicide. And their sleeping quarters, as far as the crew is concerned, it was blown to smithereens. So, I'm assuming they couldn't sleep for 20 years. Ah, Man, this fucking plot. Oh yeah, talking bombs. This movie has talking bombs. The fuck? So their commander is killed during hyperdrive. So they attempted to basically go into hyperdrive, but the commander is killed, and he, for some odd reason, they decided to suspend him in cry in a cryogenic state. The motherfucker's dead. Like, he, he, he died. He, he, there's no bringing him back to life. The fuck you gonna do freeze him for? Just send him out into space or some shit like that. Just go, open the trash chute, put the body in. Whee! 
he's gone, floating away into the cosmos, a dead, fucking rotten corpse. Everyone else of his crew, of the commander's crew pretty much, is just batshit crazy. One makes a musical bottle organ, another basically just stares at the stars for some reason and just starts going into like these cryptic fucking like speeches or some shit. And the last one can't stop twirling his mustache, his goddamn mustache for some reason. And it's just, it's just weird. Now, ladies and gentlemen, from here on out, I don't remember jack shit because I legitimately fell asleep. Like, it got so damn boring and so unnecessary that I took my glasses off and took a brief power nap. Mind you now, I was not high. I was not drinking during this. I was just done. I was tired. I was falling asleep. I was fucking yawning. I'm like, man, this movie has nothing to grab my attention right now. So I took a nap. What I woke up to, though, was the thing of legend, of which I'll explain during the actual review portion of this. So let's get into it. Here's the review or rather the actual review of Darkstar. Alrighty, so Darkstar has just so many missed opportunities that kind of piss me off throughout its feature. The plot I briefly explained, but it just gets worse and worse and worse as it goes along. The acting is corny as all hell, and that's truly saying something from someone who had to sit through Cats, you know, the movie Cats, for an hour and a half. The special effects were cheesy, but for the 1970s, they were actually pretty good for the time. The alien is laughable, like really laughable, like there there is an alien involved in this. Basically, it, it goes off into this weird random like plot thread where there's an alien aboard the ship and it's trying to like kill off just one dude or maybe it was in his mind this entire time. It's weird. God, it's weird. And never gave any sense of dread and terror involved during its scenes. There's a fight scene in this that you gotta see to believe, which involves two crew crewmates slugging it out because they are sick and tired of each other. I mean, it's a clusterfuck of a fight, and one I found myself nearly pissing myself with laughter from it. Just do yourself a favor and do not buy this movie, as I have. I didn't really necessarily buy it, bought it, but I, I rented it, thank God. Not even a $4 rental charge from iTunes redeemed that price. I mean, it's on YouTube, lurking about, and if you don't feel worried about, you know, quality or anything like that, or if you want, like, pristine 4K HD elements... You you, you just pop it on and experience this train wreck for yourself. This will be my first ever 1 out of 10. Yeah, first ever 1 out of 10. And I've reviewed some shit movies from when I first started this podcast before with the Resident Evil franchise. But this, I I, I really want to burn my eyes out and just forget about that this movie even exists. Or if this movie, I never even heard of this movie until I actually looked at John Carpenter's filmography. And I was like, he actually made this? Like, this is his first movie? I'm actually being very generous with that 1 out of 10 as well, too, because the music in this is definitely some of Carpenter's best earlier works. I mean, with him using his synthesizer and everything like that, so that's literally the only reason. If not, if, like, if somebody else did the soundtrack or if it was just, like, an entire fucking silent movie, which is no OST whatsoever, more than likely it would have been a 0 out of 10. And there's the review. I mean, this episode is going to be short and sweet anyway. Well, not short and sweet, but like short and bitter. 
is a better word for it because it's just it's just a terrible movie i can't really talk about it i mean i I even said it before i fell asleep fucking fell asleep during this because it was so fucking boring (sighs) but anyway gotta close this out anyway so come back with the closing of this brief mini review of dark star Yeah, I'm never watching this movie again, unless it's with a bunch of friends or at a film festival or some shit like that. It's just weird, corny, cheesy, and above all else, it's John Carpenter showcasing just a brief salt shaker's worth of entertainment that he's sure to captivate audiences with later on in his career. It also has Dan O'Bannon as well, too. So, I mean, he wrote this, so I guess with the alien being in here, I guess it was his prelude. I guess he was like, man, this alien sucks. How could I make another alien just significantly more terrifying than that piece of shit? Literally, it looks like a piece of shit. It's like a ball. Just look up the alien. Just type in Dark Star Alien in Google and you'll see it. As a matter of fact, that alien is going to be the... Um, the the little title card that i have usually with the the, like the little photo that i have to like you know picture these episodes that's going to be the title card for this episode is that alien i'm just going to confuse the shit out of you because you're going to be like the hell is this that's your alien that's in this movie so yeah that was my review or you know this is the episode on dark star it's short and sweet I mean, hopefully the next episodes or hopefully the next John Carpenter movie that I do is a bit longer in length. So I'll have more to talk about. Hopefully I don't fucking pass out. The next one will be Assault on Precinct 13. So this is John Carpenter's first dip into like the action front. I guess it's it's heralded as a cult classic. I've personally never seen the original. I've seen the remake. I think I believe it was the one with was Matt Dillon in it. It was like Matt Dillon and like Lawrence Fishburne and Gabriel Byrne. But yeah, I've seen the I've seen the remake of it, but I have yet to see like the actual original source material for Assault on Precinct 13. So that should be a very interesting one. Uh, Wednesday, we got X-Men, the video, the arcade game. Sorry, X-Men, the arcade game this is going to be, I believe, my second video game review that I've done. And then on Friday, we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I am super, super hyped for that. Um, I completely forgot that the Snyder Cut, so Justice League Snyder Cut, is coming out on Thursday. So there might be an extra episode on Friday. I'm not too sure yet. I mean, it does come out on Thursday, so I'll have plenty of time to dig through each of the segments. Because I believe that that film is going to be cut into segments instead of, um, like one feature-length four-hour epic. So, yeah, I'll probably do that in the same style that I did the WandaVision episode, where I just talk about each individual segment as well, too. So that should be that should be pretty good. But, yeah, just look out for that. If it doesn't come on Friday, most definitely it'll be Falcon and the Winter Soldiers episode on Friday. But as far as the Snyder Cut is concerned, maybe Friday, maybe Saturday, if we're lucky. So there's that. This has been Drew's Views. This has been my views on Darkstar. My name again is Andrew Bullock, and I thank you guys for listening. Toodles!